You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. But you know what I love? Really adore, to be honest? The tweets that come in Saturday at like 8, 8.30. Is Rothenberg on today? Will he be with us today? Oh, I'm with you. Ty's here. We've even got Jake. I mean, we have, you talk about A-plus level staffing here today. We have A-plus level staffing here today. We, we have, we're putting out a better lineup than the Mets is what we're doing. We are putting out a better lineup than the Mets this morning. Yankees, woo! I mean, I, I love it. Yankees fans all excited. I saw Ty with his little tweet. You know, well, why, why can't we win the whole thing now? Red hot Yankees fans were out. Now they're in. Mets fans were in. Now they're out. I mean, things are shaking in New York baseball right now. The the Met, I don't know truly whether the lead is the dysfunction and disaster that is the Mets. Today, you wake up the first time since when do you think that the Mets haven't been in first place? So today's what? Today is August the 7th. Okay, when do you think this is the first time since when that the Mets have not been in first place? July at some point? No. June? No. May? Mid-May? No. May the 8th. Good morning. Today is the first day that your Mets have not been in first place since May the 8th. Why? How does this happen? It's a conglomeration of things that have happened here with your fancy New York Mets. Firstly, offensively, they stink. They absolutely stink. I have never watched a team, ever watched a team, where they get second and third, one out, bases loaded, no outs, where I have felt less confident that they will either A, get a hit, B, get a productive out, Right? Bases loaded, nobody out. You think to yourself, sack fly, runner scores, guy goes to third. Ground ball, you know, to the middle infield, runner scores, and that's two runs without a hit. I have never in my life of watching baseball seen a team that is less capable of good at-bats in big spots. I don't understand. It makes no sense. It's an embarrassment. And last night, as you're watching, and now you watch the Mets, and probably the way you watch the Yankees, but reversed. I watch the Yankees now thinking to myself, how will they find a way to win? That's my thought. Last night, one out to go. Stanton comes up. He stinks, or I didn't know any like Stanton. Base hit, ties the game. You go to extras. Another guy that nobody wants to see out there, Brett Gardner. Base hit, win the game, walk it off. Another Yankees victory. Boston loses again. I got to tell you, Toronto would scare me more than Boston right now. Toronto is the team. Toronto and Oakland, they would concern me. Boston, I, I mean, I said all year long they're not all that good, and I thought I was proven wrong. Maybe, in fact, maybe in fact I'm right. But you get back to the Mets, and you get back to the lack of production in, in the big moments. It's mind-boggling. And, and, I mean, you talk about the coup de grace. You talk about the biggest of the big. How about this? And I can't believe, I I don't even know that this is the kind of thing that even really truly exists anymore. So they trail one nothing, They tie it at one in the third. And Stroman was fine. Mets come up in the fourth. And I want to run through the fourth inning 
with you in the game. And typically, I'm not a let's run through every single play of a baseball game guy. But here, here's the, the fourth inning. Conforto, who's not hitting 200. Base hit. Leadoff hit. Okay. A VR. Reaches on an on a error by Brad Miller. Conforto to third. So now you look at it first and third. Nobody out. And I have the thought. And you have the thought. What are they going to get here? Will they get a run? Will they get two? Because now it's Nito, Stroman, and Nimmo. So you don't love your chances of scratching more than, at the most, a run across. But Nito walks. Walks. And now you look at it and you say, bases loaded, nobody out, Stroman, Nimmo, I can get a run. I can get two. Maybe I could actually get a big hit and clear the bases. So Stroman comes up and strike one, strike two, strike three, looking, sits down. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, he, he almost... He almost looked like he didn't want to be there. Like and and Marcus Stroman, and if you ask any GM or manager around baseball, coach around baseball, who are the most athletic pitchers in baseball? Like who are the guys that that are not just pitchers, they're they're players. They're 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 like players who happen to pitch. DeGrom is one of those guys, right? CC Sabathia used to be one of those guys. And Stroman is one of those guys. He's I mean, he's a tremendous athlete. He's a, a like he's not just a pitcher. There are guys that go out there, just pitch, don't worry about anything else. Whatever happens when you're batting, when you're fielding, we're not worried about that. Just focus on pitching. That's not Stroman. If you if you rank the top athletes in all of baseball who are pitchers, he's probably top five. So he goes up there, and I remember thinking to myself, boy, what a weird at-bat. It, it almost looked like he didn't want to be there. And, and we'll put that on the back burner for a moment. So now you got one out. Bases loaded, Nimmo comes up, grand ball to second, over to short, over to first, double play, boom, no runs, fourth inning. And at that very moment, I turned to the boys last night, Ben and Alex, my 14 and 10-year-old, and said, I mean, they're not going to win this game. How do you know, Dad? I know. Trust me. And then I see on Twitter after the game that they told Marcus Stroman to not swing. The, the, the edict... From the dugout was was don't swing the bat for a guy that's actually competent and capable to tell him don't swing the bat. Are are you kidding me? This is the this is the team I'm rooting for, and I got the owner here. Here's the tweet from Anthony Tacomo ten hours ago. The Mets advised Marcus Stroman not to swing with the bases loaded and no outs in the fourth inning tonight, according to both Stroman. And Luis Rojas. The Mets feared a double play. Ha! <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't tell Brandon Nimmo. Hey, do us a favor, Brandon. Don't don't swing. Well, why? We're concerned about the double play. Really? This is where we are now? Go up there and just stand there and don't swing. Even though you're capable? Even though you're competent? Even though we can't save our, score a run to save our lives? Go up there and don't swing? This is the Mets. And I get the owner tweeting, this is a big weekend series. I'm sick of him. And I knew it would happen. I knew it would happen when things went south. I didn't realize they'd go south this year, but I knew it. Because he has this, this smug aura about him, which frustrates me to no end. Well, maybe you don't understand the game like I understand the game. I'm out to dinner. We really need a win tonight. You know, it's like, you know what it feels like with Steve Cohen? It feels like, yeah, you know what? He's got a ton of money. And it's a tremendous hobby. And if they win, great. And if they lose, fine. When there's other people that care about the game, and right or wrong, it affects your life. And it's weird to say. And it's frustrating to say. 
But I wake up in the morning and I go to bed at night and, and it's on my mind and it affects my moods. And I think you are the same. I look at Ty. I look at, at Jake. I, we are affected by the outcomes of these games. And is that strange? Yeah, in, in, in the thought process, in retrospect, it is. That a guy's throwing a baseball or football or hockey puck around a rink or a diamond or a field can really affect our day-in, day-out mood, but it does. And it feels to me like he's just, eh, you know what? It's all fun and games. Let me tweak them. Let me poke them, and it'll all be fun. You know what? I'm sick of it. I am sick of the way that he tweets and more. So that's my take on the Mets. I'm angry about it. I'm, I'm, I'm livid about it because the division stinks. It will be one thing if you were in a, in a terrific division and you had 62 wins and you weren't going to make the playoffs because teams were just better than you. You're, you're mediocre now and you're still not in first place. And Atlanta somehow, without Acuna, figures out a way. And Philadelphia goes out and makes the move to become the better team. But the Mets, no. What's the big addition? Give me Rich Hill. Give me a 41-year-old lefty who's been around forever. Give me that and give me Baez until Lindor gets back. That, that was the best use of resources? No. No, it wasn't. So I'm angry. Yes. You hear it? Boy, Dave sounds angry this morning. I'm angry about the Mets. And you switch to the Yankees. What more is there to say? I mean, I mean, it's it's phenomenal that all of a sudden they really, you know, we should probably bring in left-handed bats to lengthen the lineup here. Maybe like a Rizzo, maybe a Gallo. Gallo with the huge home run the other night. Rizzo, big play after big play. I mean, continuously just terrific. Great defensively. Yankees pitching excellent again. And big spot from Stanton. Big spot from Gardner. Don't lose games now. I think they're 18-8 and eight in their last 26. That trade deadline was the perfect elixir. The perfect elixir for the Yankees. So you look at the Yankees now and you say to yourself, I mean, why can't they, why can't they at least get the top wild card? At, le- at least get the top wild card. Why can't, they, why can't they win this division? I mean, I, I don't think they do still. I think Tampa's probably as good as the Yankees, but they have the lead. But why can't the Yankees get the number one wild card? Why can't the Yankees beat Houston? Does Houston terrify you? Does Chicago terrify you? No. The answer is no. So you, I mean, you couldn't have two teams heading in more differing directions at the moment. You have the Mets who are, I mean, to say falling all over themselves would be an understatement. The Mets right now are a a dumpster fire, as the phrase would go. A dumpster fire. Bases loaded, nobody out. Dude, go up there. Just don't swing the bat. Why even send him up? Why, why even send him up to the plate? Why not have him stand on the outside of the batter's box and, hey, you Gibson, throw the ball, and whatever it is, the results will just take that. Why, why even go? Why even send him to the plate? What happens if he strained the hamstring on the way to the plate? You got to be kidding me. Go up there? Just go up. The guy's a good athlete. We have a chance at a hit. You have a chance and an error. I, well, what, what are we talking about now? You put the ball in play and you have a chance? So the Mets strategy, philosophy, go up there and don't put the ball in play? Unbelievable to me. You got the Mets and the, dis- I mean, disaster that they are right now. And even last week, I was like, you know what? They'll figure out it. Forget it. Forget it. How quickly things change, huh? The Mets were on cloud nine, and now they seem to be DOA. The Yankees were DOA, and now look at them. 
things change quickly. 800-919-3776. We'll do NFL today. I, I guess, I, I got to be honest, I, I really I don't care. But Team USA, I guess, won the gold medal last night, beating France. That, that to me, and I'll be honest with you, is if they win, well, they should. And if they lose, they get destroyed. Right? There's, there's almost no positive there. I guess, I guess Durant played really well, right? Well, he should. He's terrific. But that's what it is for me, is if they do well, okay, fine. And if they do poorly, then it's a conversation. So Team USA wins gold. I, I guess the Olympics end tomorrow, right? That's it. I've probably watched a grand total of, I don't know, eight, eight minutes, maybe ten. Uh, just doesn't really interest me all that much, to be honest. Um, and I'm not saying that things aren't interesting for some, but for me, it doesn't move the needle. Like, I, I give me, uh, I'm probably like that typical, like, ugly American. Give me baseball. Give me football. I, I'd rather talk about football every single day of the week than the Olympics of what's going on every four years. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Kind of the Robin to my Batman, I think it's fair to say. The, the one and only, a man who now is a kind of a regular host on the station. Every time I tune on, it's like, and here is Ty D. Butler, 98.7. ESPN, a man that has maybe outgrown what we have to offer here on the Saturday morning, the sensational, wonderfully talented Ty D. Butler, Newhouse School of Communications. Good morning, Ty. Good morning to you, and and that is a fib. I will never outgrow this program. It was the genesis of my on-air career here at 98.7 ESPN, so uh, I've come from humble beginnings. Uh, I'm excited to be here today. It's been a while. It has been a while. let Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that without the Saturday morning program, without the— How do you you, do this? It's it's, it's so odd that you go in this direction, but continue. I I know where you're going, but go ahead. No, I I don't like you to talk down to me like that. Go ahead. I know where you're going. I was going to ask a question. Go ahead. I mean, Jake asked the question. I'm going to ask the question. All right, do you feel like without the Saturday morning— you know, entree into sports talk radio without you getting your feet wet in a in a benign way that your career would be as far along as in fact it is right now. I think so. Yes, I do you believe do. so. Okay. So this is your attempt to take credit for any success I've had so far, which is like it's a disease actually, where anything that has to do with someone else you have to make it about Dave Rothenberg. But to me, what's most important is I'm excited to be here today. Because I, I, I take joy. You sound, like, you sound like you're you're at an award ceremony. I take joy. Like I'm just excited to be here today. I take joy in listening to you. Uh-huh. I don't know. Let's just say five weeks ago, so excited about the Mets. You were moving in the right direction. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a competent team. Look at the lineup. Look at the rotation. DeGrom might be the greatest pitcher of all time. And today, <laughs> the Mets, for the first time in 90 days, are in second place. Not just second place, but if they lose today, Oh, they'd be in third by the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, they could be in third place by the end of today. So how how's that? Whereas my team, left for dead, fire Boone, fire Cashman. You know, I was sort of on that bandwagon, too. Oh, please. We You're can the ignore biggest that. fraud going. We can ignore really? that. You're an embarrassment we, to the We can ignore and, that. And you know what? I don't know what Jake we has back, been like because I haven't talked to Jake we a lot back, over baby. the last couple of months. You're the biggest fraud we going. Back, are, baby. Oh, we we stink. Get me to football. I want to watch the we Jets, back, the Yankees. Baby. Oh, they're awful. I mean, no, Gardner's they were brutal, and they Cashman were. get rid of him. They you were. are the captain of that. No, and they now were all bad. of a sudden, look at you. I'm taking great enjoyment in the Mets not Whoa. playing well in the terrific no, play of the Yankees. You. It's just you You're because. 
when it's Jets and Giants going in opposite directions in your favor. I say nothing about the oh, Jets. I'm always it. positive oh, about What do you want me to say? Boy, what a great Giants. year the Jets had last year. <laughs> what uh, what a terrific Listen, season. I, I can't believe they moved on from Gase. Del, Darnold were, was exceptional. Those were impressive. They looked great. There were only two wins, but they were both impressive. Great wins. win against the Rams. Yeah. Much I, needed at that moment. Fantastic. And that loss against the Raiders. I mean, listen, it's just you. Because if, if the Mets are, are playing well and the Yankees aren't, you're boastful. We've got a couple of callers, actually, who want to roast you today because they, they feel the same way that I do. So I just take pleasure in this. I I, I do. Good. I'm I feel glad. bad for the well, Mets you know fans, what? but I don't feel bad. You don't for feel Robert bad for Bird. anybody. You're you're one of those. You're one of those Yankee. Like like here's what you are. You're the Yankees fan, the upper crust Yankees fan. You are. Give me a, a cheese sandwich. I'll I'll have my pinky extended and a cup of tea. That's what you. <laughs> and you look down on everybody else. Everybody in your little ivory castle because that's what you are. A lot of tweets pouring in, by the way. And, and you know what? You wonder why the Mets fan can't stand the Yankees. Here's Junior Brown. Yankees rocking, Mets dropping, order restored, <laughs> hashtag squad It's up. the way life should be. Uh-huh. Uh, something felt off, and obviously, you know, being in a pandemic, there's there's no real normalcy there. But just from a sports perspective, something felt off about the Mets being functional and the Yankees being a mess. Now order has been restored. I agree. What a phenomenal tweet. A phenomenal, phenomenal. John Supa Jr. Rothenberg's on fire this morning. Boy, he's phenomenal, and I'm here for it. Go get him, Dave. They deserve it. Dave, how about this for a stat? You know, only the Pittsburgh Pirates have scored fewer runs in all of baseball than your New York Mets. Yeah, the Mets stink. You're 29th of of 30 teams. Yeah, no, I I, I know it. And you employ Pete Alonso. I mean, that monster season. Alonso hasn't been bad, though. No, but I'm saying uh, with McNeil, uh, Alonso, I know Nemo's been in and out of the lineup. Lindor's been hurt, but even when he was there, he was a disappointment. You've got Conforto, who won a $200 million. Oh, $200. He he might not get $200, really. (laughs) They might might have broke. Coach uh, Michael Conforto at the end of the season, like, listen, we'll give you four years at, at $100. Take, <laughs> take it or leave it. I mean, he's terrible. 16 an hour, baby. Oh, my. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, like like a waiter. Like, the, like Okay, what can you offer me? We can offer you um, four twenty three an plus hour. Tips. Plus tips. Plus, plus tips. tips. Like, we will. Here's what we'll do, Michael. Here's what we'll do for you. People that are checking into City Field, you'll get paid. You'll get paid five twenty five an hour. And we will put out buckets at the um, <laughs> like an offering. at the at the uh, turnstiles and say, "Please help, Michael." Conforto. It's like a church. That's what offering. we can do for you. Oh, it's got the two hundred million. Oh my it. god! It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, and you're embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. You're embarrassed because you take such enjoyment. Well, this is what you would do to such me when the Yankees were, were struggling. Uh, back you know, all those many weeks ago when the Yankees didn't look like they were functional because right now they're 11 games over so let me, Only let me one say, game I don't want to go back in time. I don't want to ask you a real question. Because obviously the Yankees have righted the ship and they look good, and I think everyone's expectation is they're going to be a playoff team. They will be. What, what, what's what's going to work for you? What do like, you mean? What, what, do you, what, do you need, what do you need to do? What, like, what do you need to, you need to see – ALCS, you need to see World Series. You want to see the whole, the whole. Sh- not that you want to, but like what, what? Oh, because there's no way you can look at it and say if we get in and we lose in a in a wild card no, no, game, no, no. that's so a success. I think the floor, and, and so this is going to sound like a spoiler Yankee fan. I'll, I'll warn you of that on the front end, but the floor has to be the World Series, like getting there. Because what we were told in 2017 when you got to Game 7 of the ALCS was here is an upgrade at the managerial position. We can get you further than where we were before. You were a game, You were 27 outs from the World Series. You haven't 
been so there if since. the Yankees, I, and I want this declared, and I, uh, uh, Jake, I want you to get, get audio of this or write it down. If the Yankees are not in the World Series, and this is on August 7th, this is a failed yes, season. Correct. I mean, okay? that's easy. That's easy. Yeah. Failed, failed season. season. Yeah. World that Series or bust. Spoiled. No, I, I won't say you have to win the World Series. You, you at, at least have to get there. You know who believed me, by the way, or who agrees with me? Vegas before the season when they had the Yankees as the favorites to win the pennant. Yeah, and they should have been the favorites exactly. to win the pennant. The so, Yankees are, let's crazy be fair to now. say they, they have to get to the World Series Up in order for it to be a success. two weeks ago, the Yankees have had a repulsive season, mm-hmm. an embarrassment of a season. So it has turned around, and quickly— but I'm not completely sold on the Yankees. No. Yet, but, I, well, you are. If you're saying World Series or, or it's a failure, you're well, sold. I felt that coming into the year. So it's not like but it's you, But changed. you adjusted as the year went on. No, there's, wait, there's no way. You there's adjust- no way a month ago that you would have said, yeah, World Series or this is a failure. No, I felt like the season was, was, was already, already a, failure. A, a failure because so I didn't anticipate I can get that happening. Then. You yeah. gave up, and now you're back. No, I, I my confidence up. wavered. My confidence wavered. By the way, if you go to Tithy Butler on Twitter, what you'll see is a pinned tweet from April 14th that says, I don't care what happens the rest of the regular season. The Yankees are winning the World Series. So the confidence mm-hmm. wavered a bit. Uh, I was out. You know, Boone should, you know, he got to be let go. Maybe Cashman's on the hot seat. But I left the pinned tweet there just because I want to see it come to, come to fruition. It, it, it's not over yet. Sometimes we give up on our takes too quickly. We give up on our You're, predictions I mean, you, too quick. You quickly. can't hang by your team. You gotta, you, you Jake, gotta have Jake, take you never, integrity. You never gave up, right, Dave? Jake's can a, I hop in here for one second? Yeah, you're a real Yankees fan, aren't you, Jake? So Ty is my guy. But, I, but I you have, know what I love here? Uh, there's the biggest butt in the world coming up. But here. Yes, yes, there's Uh-oh. a big butt. And, oh yeah, uh, I already know where he's going. Jake, come on, it's <laughs> so the first have, time we've worked together. <laughs> I haven't seen Ty in a while, so I hate to do this to him. But I'm gonna call fraud because a week ago. On July 25th, Ty texted the producer group chat here Uh-oh. at 98.7 ESPN and said, the Yankees season is over. So you, you're a fraud. <laughs> you, re- you are. He misinterpreted the text. He didn't misinterpret. No, you're a fraud. I meant over as in like they're obviously winning the championship. I didn't misinterpret anything. Oh. I tweeted out the New York Yankees are three and a half games out of a wild card spot, and it's not even August yet. There are still so many games left. Do they need to well, be more consistent? Obviously, no, but can we you know what? stop he's acting a fan. like the season is over? He's a fan. He's a, he's a man that until he's dead and buried, until that yes. last breath is taken, believes in his team. To, now, be, to be fair, to be fair, I don't think Ty expected us to get Anthony Rizzo. And I was Rizzo. just going to say that. Like, pull up all the receipts of Jake predicting they would go out there and acquire Anthony Rizzo and, and Joey Gallo. Doesn't for matter. Nothing. He still for didn't nothing. quit on the team. For, I, for he didn't quit on the team. And people on Twitter are 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 livid with you. The Broadster, nobody is a worse bandwagon fan than Ty. He's so fair weather, it's brutal to oh, listen to him. And you just, how do we start the segment? Talking about the Jets, and I'm a bandwagon fan. Bandwagon. Yeah, as a Jet fan. Just Jen, I'm so disappointed in Ty D. Butler. Don't boast about your Yankees and put down the Mets. I mean, the Mets are putting themselves down. 90 days in first place. Where are you today? 29th ranked offense with but, all of baseball. But here's the thing. See, I will destroy the Mets. I'll destroy them. And then you have these Yankees fans that just they won't say anything negative. And then you, you quit. Oh, it's not going to happen because you're spoiled. You're a spoiled baby. <laughs> I but didn't you quit. Are. I didn't quit. I left it. T- go to my Twitter. You'll see a pin tweet. Jake, from read, read that. Read that. Stop with the 14. pin. You probably grabbed a pin tweet eight days ago. Oh, no. my God. Rizzo, let me get this pin tweet up there. Jake, read me the, the producer's <laughs> text again, it. please. The season is over. LOL. Boom. That's it. 
That's all I need. Misinterpreted the season the is over. You it, can't misinterpret no, that. It meant the season it's over is over. Because obviously they're going to hang a banner. That That's the part he's leaving out. Go to Twitter. The evidence is there. You'll see replies to the tweet back on that day. Back on that day, people destroying me. Oh, you're you're you know you're a, a boastful, cocky Yankee fan. No, I've always believed. Never wavered. Go Yankees, baby. Yankees. Oh, I mean, Yankees fans should be embarrassed <laughs> by you, Jake. Good fan. I respect what you're bringing. How um, your Mets doing today? Park Ooh. Slope guy. Ty should be let go. Sickening. <laughs> people are really people typically don't like me. They're totally turned off by you. <laughs> totally, completely turned oh, off man. by you. Can Here's I... what we're gonna do. We're, we're gonna line up the Mets calls, the Yankees calls, heading in different directions. Uh, for today, Ty is in. Uh, they could lose today. The Yankees, that being, and and he could be out come tomorrow. So as we have the show today before the game start, we know where he stands. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. So let's let's go back to where we were. At 9.52, I received a text from someone at the station that says, Ty's a bad guy. And I say, why bad guy? Why not tell him he's a bad guy instead of telling me consistently that he's a bad guy? And he, you ready for the response? <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, I'm not sure if he's a Nets or a Lakers fan, question mark. Always taking shots at the Knicks and just now taking shots at Daniel Jones instead of worrying about his own sad, pathetic team. But, but, ends it with, although he does do a really good job on air. Oh, nice. Well, that's nice. So clearly this is a Knicks fan uh, who also roots for the Giants at the station. Uh, I'd have to... To think about that, but I, I, I appreciate the kind of reasoning here. I, I appreciate the kind words, whoever the individual is. And says uh, that, I mean, don't bury the lead. It says you do a great job on air. I appreciate that. that yeah, that, that that makes me feel great. Very coming nice from, coming from someone here at the station, regardless yeah. of who it is, uh, makes someone me feel who's good. not Anita. Someone who's not Anita. We've, we've established that because it's a male. Because it's a male. But uh, but I do appreciate that a Knicks and a Giants fan at the station. Not well, I didn't say anything about Knicks and Giants fans. Yeah, but he's defending the Knicks. Doesn't know if he's a Nets or like, why would I be a Nets fan? I don't know. No, I don't that think that means. I, I think I think you could assume Giants fan by saying yes. worry about your own pathetic team. That Canty like would it. not say I'm a bad guy. Can't that? That's my dude. He wouldn't text. So you can't, don't think that it's Canty? It's not Canty. Okay. Uh, so it may be DiPietro. Okay. Uh, Peter would not do that. Peter wouldn't text someone else saying I'm a bad guy. Okay. Uh, I don't think Michael K cares at all about the Giants as far as fandom is concerned. So he's right. not going to sit there and defend them. Uh-huh. Um, Don. Don. Don likes me. Would Don? Would Don text that to you? And so, so the fact that you suggested Don makes me wonder that it could be him. Well, no, you were going through the afternoon drive show, so I was just throwing. You, you went Peter, you went Michael, and then I was giving you Don. Um. So maybe it's Don. Maybe it's Don. If I how nail about, it, will you Carlin? say Carlin? He's not a Giants fan. Well, he's a Steelers fan. Yeah, he's I mean, a they're, Steelers, they're, they're, Texas they're Rangers. Family, right? They're yeah. a relation, Giants and Steelers. Yeah, so it's not Carlin. Okay, so it's Larry. definitely it, Larry would not do that. Larry's my guy. No chance Alan Hahn sending you that text message. Gordon? Gordon probably. But Gordon Gordon's, probably. Gordon's a Bills fan. He's not a Giants fan. No, he's not a Bills fan. Uh, I'm sorry, a Dolphins fan. Dolphins, a Dolphins fan. You don't even know Gordon. No, I, I corrected. You don't even know him. I corrected it. Oh my God! How do you it. say that? I corrected it. He's a oh. he's a Dolphins fan. He he roots for Tua. He's a big Tua guy. Who's apparently looked really good so far. Really good in in uh, in training camp so far. Yeah, because that you know that's you better hope you better hope to God Tua's not good. 
Well, the division, uh, the, I mean, the entire the AFC, the entire AFC, you look at the quarter. I mean, we did this exercise a few weeks ago. A Wentz is hurt, but you look at all the quarter. Joe Burrow apparently hasn't looked good in training camp no. either. He's coming but I, be- a- I believe in him. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he was so good at LSU, and I thought he was great from what I saw last year. So I stand by that. I'm still, look, I, I'm going to sound like a hater. I'm still not a big Josh Allen guy. I know <laughs> he finds ways to win games. Are you drunk? What do you mean you're not a big Josh I just, Allen guy? I just don't, phenomenal. I, I don't, I'm not a believer in him. Not, not yet. People say the same thing about LeBron Jackson. He's won a league MVP. So I'm not drunk for saying, you know, I'm not a big believer in Josh Allen. Lamar's had more success than Allen. Uh, than, are you not? But nobody said anything about Lamar. Are you not a Lamar Jackson fan either? No, I, I, I'm high on Lamar. How about Justin Herbert? No, he's the real deal. He's the real deal. But this is not making me feel great, Dave. You're going through all the quarterbacks in the Sorry. AFC. AFC is loaded with the quarterbacks. It's, it's I said list. last year before the season, AFC is loaded to Rick, and he went crazy. Saying, oh, no, I'm, it I'm is. An idiot. And by but, the way, Baker Mayfield, I know he's he's not got, he doesn't have a high public approval rating, but that guy's pretty good, too. And I'll tell you what, their offensive line is the best in football, and they have weapons all over the place. Oh, so and it's if they can just stay healthy. Yeah, that, they're going to be a good team. I, I, got, good I team. think the Browns have a real chance this year. A legitimate, <laughs> legitimate chance. Why do you laugh? It's just so funny to, to listen to when someone say, and not that I disagree with you, but it, it just feels like an oxymoron. What, I feel the like Browns have a chance? The Browns have a legitimate chance. I mean, would you chance? not it's be funny. stunned if the Browns are not a playoff team? No, they should win the division. Right. They should win I mean, that l- division. L- look at their look, they, they have great running backs, right? I mean, my, maybe the best duo of running backs in all of football in, in, in Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They have excellent receivers in Landry and, uh, and and Beckham. They have a good quarterback. They have the best offensive line. They added Miles Garrett. That's a, I mean, that's yeah. a good football team. That's one of the most talented, just as far as the, the roster is concerned, one of the most talented rosters in, in, in the AFC. Yeah. I mean, you could argue from top I to shouldn't bottom. Say, I, I, let me rephrase it. I, I don't want to say they should win that division. But between Baltimore and Cleveland, you know, th- those should be the two teams. They better go to the po- If they don't go to the postseason, oh, it would be a, a failed disaster. season for Cleveland. Yes, you I agree. agree with that? I agree. Okay, let's go to some of the calls. 800-919-3776. By the way, 23 minutes till Stump Rothenberg. 23. Uh, Cousin Lonnie in Harlem. Good morning, Cousin Lonnie. Good morning, Cousin Dave. You know, Dave, I, I get excited when you actually say Cousin Lonnie. There was one time you actually called me Cousin Lonnie. I think when Jen had tweeted in and you said it, I was at home listening. My heart just fell to the floor because I was so excited. But I called in today because, uh, first of all, Peter, Peter, love Peter, love the K show, of course. Oh, what happened? Peter what did he do? Peter, Peter referred to Brother Canty as Don, and I cannot accept that. Well, he hang on a second. Why? Why is being compared to uh, maybe the most talented person at the station in Don? Why is that a negative? Oh, no, 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 because he said Canty doesn't shy away from talking or a camera. So he's basically trying to say, which Don does do sometimes. He, you know, he's a little long-winded in his, his, his takes. Which is oh, what he, so he, 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 he was not say saying Canty it as a positive. Day. He was saying Don no. never shuts up and right. neither does Canty? Right. And then, oh. yeah, pretty much. And then I think, I think the case, well, basically Peter said you and Queso would basically be one in the same because you guys drive the show. And then Queso was like, of course, him and Uncle Rico are one in the same, basically because they're pretty much married through radio and their little friendship, of course. But also, I also had to call in and tell Ty that he shouldn't be rubbing it in your face because our Yankees was once down and out. Now I feel, I, I personally feel bad for you and Uncle Rico because I know he was saying, you know, he felt something special this year. I don't know if you felt that way, 
I know he's a little down about that. So I had to call him and say about that. I also want to ask you, how is the diet doing? Because you need to be shedding those pounds to make oh, sure that great. Lonnie, thanks for asking. I actually weighed in this morning. So remember, we were 209. And was, oh, you're so fat. Look at him. And Carlin called me like, like uh, what did he say? He's like, you're, you're, a, you're a fat bastard, I think it might have been. If I could say that on there. If not, then I didn't. Um, 205. 205. So we are, I mean, we're seven pounds away where we were at the bar mitzvah. So by the time, my goal is 190, which I might look emaciated, but that's, that's the ultimate goal to get to here. 800-919-3776. You know what else I wanted to get into? Uh, and we can do it now, and then we'll do NFL a lot in the 11 o'clock hour. The Knicks, I mean, I, I, here, here's my concern with the Knicks. And I did not love, if, if, I, if we would have had this conversation prior to uh, the signing of Kemba Walker, I would have said, whatever. I mean, Nerland's Noel, fine. Fournier, eh. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not going to sit here and wax poetic about how great Evan Fournier is. It just doesn't move the needle for me. But I will tell you this. Adding Kemba Walker all of a sudden now, I think it legitimizes things. But here's the, the, the rub, and that is, how's the knee? Because if, you, if I'm going to get legitimate Kemba Walker, I am a far superior team now than to what I was. But if I'm not, if I'm going to get a guy that's hobbled and continuously can't play and is in and out of the lineup, then what have I added here? I've added basically nothing. You know, I've added a second Derrick Rose to my team. Now, I love Derrick Rose and love what he brought to the table, but you asked an awful lot of Derrick Rose um, this past season. So here, I guess this is what I'm looking for. Can I get a healthy Derrick Rose for 27 to 30 minutes a game, a healthy Kemba Walker for 30 minutes a game, right? Fournier to go out there and do what I, I guess, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It, it's hard for me to get excited about Evan Fournier. It really is. I know people say he's an upgrade over Reggie Bullock. Oh, okay. All right, I'll, I'll give you that. He's an upgrade over Reggie Bullock, but I don't, I don't think he's great. So what, what did they do? They, they kept their guys, they added Fournier, and they added Walker. To me, it's going to come down to what, what is, uh, what is, Evan, what is uh, Kemba Walker? Is he healthy or is he not? Because if, if he's healthy, he's a difference maker. But if the knee keeps him hobbled, it's a completely different story. So... Yeah, I'm, I mean, it feels like they're functional. It feels like they're clearly heading in the right direction. Um, I think for the first time in a long time, you actually have a little bit of confidence within this organization. But I'm going to reserve. Uh, re- the thing for me is, you know, like like the, the, the race, Tampa Bay. They make a move, and it always is good, and it always pans out, and I'm not going to question anything they do because it always works. The Knicks, I feel the opposite. I do. For the most part, for the last two decades, it has not panned out. It has not worked. It's been a disaster, and it's difficult to change old habits. So my thought process, again, is this. Keeping Rose, keeping Noel, keeping Burks, it's fine. It's fine. It's not great. It's not awful. It's fine. Adding Fournier, I know it excites some people. It doesn't do that for me. It's a, a, a whatever kind of addition. He's a nice player. He's not a great player. He's hardly a superstar. I don't like being locked into him for four years. That's me. But Kemba Walker is the wild card. Because if he's good, if he's capable, you have, a, you have a chance to be a very good team. Because he didn't have that. When you watched last year in the postseason, and you watched Julius Randle so awful and struggle so mightily, and my big takeaway was, you don't have a guy that can set him up. 
You don't have you don't have a guy that can create his own shot. That doesn't exist. It exists now. And the question surrounding it is health with the point guard. Because if he's healthy, big addition in Kemba Walker. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. We're back. Stump Rothenberg with you, 98.7 ESPN. We'll do some NFL in the 11 o'clock hour. Ty, how did we do in um in the first segment there? Were we 3-2? and two? Is that accurate? 3-2 three, three and two is correct. 3-2 and two is correct. All right, so we have a couple more lined up. Now, Jake, you also have a question. Ty, you're going to save for the barrage at the end, right? I will. Uh, Jake, do you want to ask yours? So I have, I had a question, but it's not a college question, so I don't know if no, we no, could no. still do that, it. Then you would, you would ask it before we get to the college portion. Perfect. So, yes, I do have a question for you. Now, before we get there, Steve Brzezinski says, at what point does the clock take over on a question, LOL? He says, Rothenberg's been off today. Do you, do you feel I've been off today? No, I mean, we dragged a little bit with the final two questions. I, I don't think you've been off. I mean, I'm three and two, and that was a brutal question. I wasn't far off from it. I don't, I, I'll don't. i tell you when I don't do well. I don't think I've been bad. No, you've been fine. All right, Jake, go ahead. Don't let the haters get to you. All right, so you might have guessed it. I have a Yankees question for What's you. Big part? Yankees guy over here. Brett Gardner, the Yankees legend and the hero of last night's game, has the highest total career war on this current Yankees team at 43 and a half. So my question for you, Dave, is who has the second highest total career war on this Yankees team? That's a terrible question. How is it a bad question? War talk. Because nobody, who cares about war? (laughs) Isn't war now like the most important analytic that they use? Big war talk on the show. I mean, really, who cares? <laughs> it's a t- t- I'll, I'll, I'll walk through it and try to answer it, but it's a it's a terrible question. I'm, I usually bring my A game, too. I, I, th- I feel like you usually like my questions. I usually do, and that's why, how you know I'm being sincere, because I just think this is, I think this is a nobody cares. Um, nobody cares. You, you the agree, season is Ty? over, LOL. The season is over, LOL. Look at you guys fighting, infighting. Um... Current Yankees highest war. I'm I'm not gonna get this, but I will I will take a guess at it. Um I'm gonna say I think there's a trick involved here. Uh well let me, let me, can it be a new addition to the team? It can be a new addition. Anyone on the current Yankees team. Current Yankees roster, I'm gonna say Joey Gallo. And if you would say Joey Gallo, that would be very wrong. <laughs> very wrong. So I thought you were going to say Anthony Rizzo with the new addition. I was going addition. to, but then I figured you are going to go extra tricky. Here. Anthony Rizzo is actually third now on the Yankees. Right in between Anthony Rizzo and Brett Gardner is Giancarlo Stanton. So for all the hate that Stanton gets, he's had himself quite the career. Listen, you got me. You should be proud of that. I thought that. it was a fantastic it's a te- question. It's a terrible question. Fantastic. No, I, I, I mean, one of, one, one of the, just the worst you could possibly. You, you just guessed Joey Gallo. You well, didn't guess I thought, Garrett I thought, Cole because or I didn't Aaron know. Judge. It was a terrible question. I was turned off by it. Don't, don't turn this on me. That's on you. Steve in Brooklyn. <laughs> Steve, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Been a while for me, so I figured I'd give it a shot. But... Steve, I, I look at you as kind of the voice, the, a reasonable man as well. Terrible question or good question there from Jake? A very block question. Like It's not really something someone really Nobody cares, cares right? I agree, yes. Okay. All right. This is kind of relevant for right now, too. So, Mike Stoltenevich leads the league with 31 home runs allowed. So, I was thinking, if you know, who who has allowed the most home runs in a single season? Which pitcher? I always thought it was Burt Blylevin. 
Yeah, give me one minute. Um, that was always the name that, that I thought it was. I think it was. But Bumgarner's allowed a lot. Too. And it's not some old-timey guy or some random guy. It's someone that has, you know, you've heard of. I think I I'm, I think allowed fifty, so I'm gonna stay with my first instinct and go with Blylevin at fifty. Final answer? Uh, yeah. Always go with your first instinct, Dave. Fifty home runs for Blylevin, nineteen eighty-six. Boom. Boom. That's four and three. We take we take um, one more, and then we get to the bonus round. Uh, no, actually. So, is there no one else on hold for this? Uh, this incarnation of it, Ty? Yeah, no one else on hold for All right, so we're ready for the rapid fire. We are. All right, so Jake, because you... No one has ever won the double. Jake, you have the first chance to double up here on Stump Rothenberg. You're going to have to give me one minute, so let's go to some of the the rapid calls. Okay, let's go to Chris and Beth Page. Chris, college portion. Go. All right, Dave. New Orleans Saints running back. Gil Fennerty, played in the early 90s. Played three years. He's legitimate. He was a great player in college, great player in the CFL. Early 90s, Gil Fennerty. Uh, he went to Holy Cross. He went to Holy Cross. But I don't think he's a time all pro in the CFL. Correct? Correct. Five and three. Okay. Uh, let's go to Sal and Duchess, who can complete the daily double. Sal, have at it. Okay. Ty, I'm going to need some help with this one. Oh, no. Okay, here we go. Not Joe Joe, Joe White, NBA. Joe Joe White. Now, my question would be, and I believe JoJo White became a, a judge. Why, why why, would he possibly need help? <laughs> because I got... He went to Kansas. I, he went to I, Kansas. I couldn't look it up. Because, well, this is all growing up by memory. I can't he look went, nothing up because to, of my hello, handicap. Hello, he went to Kansas. Correct. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Then there you go. Now, Jake, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. So we had a caller before say that they, instead of Kemba Walker, they would rather have Reggie Jackson. So where did Reggie Jackson go to college? So you, you, you want to know the basketball player. Correct. Not the three home runs in a World Series game. The Mr. basketball October. player. Reggie Jackson. I believe he's an ACC um, graduate. I believe he um, played at Boston College. You're good, Dave. You're good. Had a phenomenal postseason, by the way. How are we feeling? Feeling good. We're 7-3. and three. Uh, The CEO map tweets in, are we just going to gloss over how quickly you came up with Gil Fennerty? Brilliance. That deserves a curtain call, my friend. <laughs> of course, Brilliant. that's the tweet you would choose to read. Well, that's the tweet that just popped up right in front of me. Let's go. We move on to Ken and Huntington. Oh, we want to go to Ken. All right, Ken. Uh, you're on Stump Rothbard College Edition. Uh, this is not for the Daily Double, though. He didn't win round no. one, correct? He was just in for the College Edition. Okay. Go ahead, Ken. Uh, let's try Bart Oates. Uh, Bart Oates, I think, was BYU. Um, Bart Oates, Bart Oates. Yes, and he's a lawyer, and he went to Seton Hall Law School. Uh, drafted in the USFL. Came from the John. Yes, Bart Oates went to BYU. Correct. There you go. All right, and that's not a skill position player either. It's a center on the on the Giants. Well, it's most, a giant player. Most of the Giants, I'm gonna. I'm gonna we have we figured you would get it. By the way, the biggest story last night wasn't the Yankees. It was Team USA. So let's no. just, let's let's go with uh, nobody cares. Team USA no, getting the victory. Nobody. The starting point guard Drew Holiday. Where did he go to college? 
you you think anybody truly cares about the only the only conversation? They were the underdogs. He man. went to UCLA. The only conversation, by Correct. the way, nine and three. It, 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 Winning the, that game does nothing. They were underdogs. Go ahead. Man. The world is They're not up. underdogs. <laughs> I'm, I'm being facetious. Like 14 point favorites I'm in the game. I'm being facetious because everyone was so down on him. Oh the world is God. caught up. All right. Newly acquired uh, addition for the Miami Heat, Mr. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry went to yes. uh, Villanova. I hate to see him go. He's a champion. Former Laker, KCP, Contavious, Caldwell Pope. Now, I think Georgia, but I'm not 100% sure. Don't go with your gut. No? It's not Georgia? Or are you trying to mess with me? Because I'm pretty confident it's Georgia. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Georgia. You would be correct, my friend. Oh. I just, I mean, you look at your gut. That's not something you want to go with. Uh, the biggest guy. shot uh, of the playoffs, Joe Harris missed it. If he hits the shot against the Bucks, they win it. He went to Virginia. I can't even get the question in. All right, newly acquired Laker, Kendrick Nunn. It's a tough one. Kendrick the Nunn Nunn. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it's not a bad one. I believe he went to Oakland, which is uh, in Michigan. Preceding going to Oakland was Illinois, but you would be correct. So after going five and zero, you you now get to thirteen three, which overall brings you to the. You're done. That's it. That's it. That'd be See, I thought you were going to ask me like an Australian, like a Patty Mills would have been a nice nice throw in there. Well, look, thirteen three. Uh, where we get to two fifteen and forty eight, overall, not bad. Not bad at all. You feel confident. You feel good, right? I feel good. And now you're hosting. Are you going to do Stump Rothenberg on the K Show next week? No, I don't. That wasn't the plan. But I don't know. We'll see. I, know. I, th- I think we'll should. probably. I think we'll probably do what they do on their show. I think you lead the two p.m. hour with with uh, Stump Rothenberg. Maybe we will. All right. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. If you haven't heard the news, big news coming up for DCR this coming week. We are going to make it, and it was a, a, a generous takeover. Not, not, not a hostile takeover. Very easy. Uh, a transfer of power. Michael, Don, Peter all on vacation this coming week. So DCR will be filling in. Although I feel the tension building with Peter because he doesn't like that Rick is doing ENN. Ty, this was a conversation he had on air yesterday, correct? Uh, yes, this happened who did on he, the air. Who did he want to do in? No, I, I don't think it's it's that he had hand-selected someone you know, to do it. It was just uh, he felt that this was a decision that should have been run so by him So because first. it's his baby, yeah, he thinks that he should be... You know, conference him on the call. Like, hey... Well, we, am I asked who's going uh, to do Stump Rothenberg? I mean, it's a fair point. It's fair. No. It's fair. You know what? I, I'm sure if he said to them, "You know what? I'm going to bypass vacation because I just don't want to. Uh, I don't want to miss doing ENN." They say, <laughs> that's, "Okay, that's fine." That's what Michael suggested. If you feel so strongly about it, then you know, give up the vacation, come do the show with that's them. Right. You, do, you do ENN. He could. He could. We'd welcome him. So love him to do so, it. So ENN. don't be shocked if instead of taking vacation, you know, instead of being on a beach, you know, drinking margaritas, he's he's doing a show with you guys just because he cares about ENN so much. I would have such respect. There, there's a better chance that I grow another another like head. By Monday, <laughs> then that the, the Peter shows up to do ENN next. Week. I think it would be awesome if he like from vacation. Where's he going? Somewhere good? I don't know. 
He's a busy man. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a busy he, man. He does a lot. Peter's very polarizing. Oh, yeah. I love like, Peter. Pe- people either just adore Peter and think he's immensely talented and wonderful or hate him. You yeah. would agree with that, right? No, he's polarizing. I don't understand it. I love Peter. Like, at the station, would you not say that the most polarizing talent at the station is Peter? Yes. Yes. And it's not, it, I don't even think there's a second. No. Like, people, if you, you I, I guarantee you're listening right now. You're like, that's right. I love him. I think he's great. I, I think he makes the case show so much better. I think he's phenomenal. Or I hate him. Right? There is no, <laughs> there is no, eh, eh, Rosenberg, I could take him or leave him. You either love him or you hate him. And it's always like the, the curse. And you don't like him, right? I love Peter. Oh, I thought you didn't. No, I love Peter. That's my guy. Actually looked out for guys. me. He looked out for me a couple of weeks ago. Did me a huge favor. Met his really? parents and everything. It was awesome. Wait, he met your parents? No, I said I met his parents. Why did you meet Peter's parents? Well, because he did me a favor and it required me having a, to interact with his parents, and they were awesome. Really? Yeah. His parents were lovely. They were, I mean, absolute joys. I texted him immediately. All my power rankings of favorite people on the planet. Your parents are definitely on the list. It's that easy. So one interaction, they're kind, and now all it's of a sudden they about, jump into the favorites? It's not about quantity. It's about quality, which is something you're struggling with. Uh, but we, we're not going to go in that direction. And this is why a lot of people have issues with it. <laughs> no, really. I mean, you take you take unbridled shots all the time at anybody. <laughs> you're you're being critical of uh, You're too I'm easy. Just, I'm just confused. You know what else is confusing to me? Did you did you notice this last night? And if you didn't, you got to watch the highlight. We'll get to the NFL in a second. So Mets are down 2-1. Eighth inning, and Mr. Paternity comes into the game, right? So Diaz comes into the game. <laughs> Congratulations. Has, well, he took a couple days off of paternity leave, right? <laughs> What's wrong with that? What do you mean? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so that now becomes his nickname. Do you Mr. not remember? It was like a no, huge thing when yes. Daniel Murphy took days yes. off that, to, to, left to go on paternity leave. I and, remember and, that. And people freaked out over it. It was the stupidest conversation. But no, I'm teasing. I think it's great. If I, I got to be honest. If you have a kid. And you are not in attendance for the birth of the child, and you are at a at one of one sixty two. You're out of your mind. What if it's during a giant game? It's bad timing. <laughs> okay, it's the kids' if you, fault. If you, I, I, honestly, and I, I tell John Winthrop this all the time. Our assistant program director has a kid. Great that's guy. Gonna be, you, do you know when this baby is due? Uh, don't say like so, Super Bowl Sunday. No, September twelfth. Oh, it's coming up soon. Oh, yeah. uh, jet, oh, no. You didn't even know John was having a baby, did you? No. So I, I thought I didn't. He just have one. Yeah, he, he's he's spitting them out. Yeah. Oh, John's getting it popping. Okay. Yeah. See you, John. This will be his fourth child. So he like randomly mentioned that to me in passing the other day, and I was confused. I'm thinking like I thought you just had one. He but, he so had now, one, and now they're having another, and the due date September 12th. That's not great. Oh, I'm telling you, I would pay good money <laughs> for the for for his wonderful bride. To go into labor nine thirty that Sunday morning. No, why would you? Why would you wish that? Because, upon it, him? because you know why? Because it infuriates me. Because it's so dumb of him. Who who does that? That you're gonna have the baby in uh, the first week of the football season? Yeah, it's I told my wife we job. could we couldn't have Noah during the NBA finals. It wasn't gonna happen. I I, I probably would have missed uh, the birth of my child. But NBA finals different because first of all it's floating, right? You didn't even know when exactly it was gonna be this year. So I don't blame you for that. But you know when the start of the NFL season is. Yeah, that's so a rough to, one. So to impregnate your wife then and to have well, her— Sometimes you can't—I mean, sometimes it's too terrible good. Terrible job. It's too it's good. A, it's you, a, you can't, like, you know, undo it. That's all well, I'm going to say. I, I understand you can't undo it. <laughs> I'm familiar with that. You can't, you can't undo now the pregnancy that is, that is eight-plus months along. 
One more month. But, I, oh, God, 11 o'clock. Oh, but you were saying about Edwin Diaz. I'm sorry. Yeah, so Edwin Diaz. So Edwin Diaz, um, Mr. Paternity, as I called, that got us off on this tangent. <laughs> so he comes back last night. I don't know why that's funny. Comes back last night, right? Pitching. Bryce Harper steps to the plate, hits a 450-foot home run. Did you see it? Yes, I did. Did did you? I, I find it joyous to watch the reaction of Edwin Diaz. He points up to the air <laughs> as if it's going to be a routine pop fly to the center fielder. He did that like, on the Grand Slam in Pittsburgh. He did that on the Grand Slam that Kevin Pillar almost you know jumped into the stands with. He points up as if. But my so I have this because I'm really good when I watch sports. Like really good at kind of seeing the next step or what's going to happen. I, one of the I'm not good at a home run. Like a ball is hitting some of them, you're like, all right, that's gone. Oh, so but, you feel emotionally. But, you were... but I, but I, it, it's I'm not great at when the ball is hit, whether or not it's going to be a home run. It's one of my flaws watching sports. Mm-hmm. So the ball is hit, and immediately I have the oh my god, and then I see Edwin Diaz point up to so no no no, relief. don't worry, it's a routine <laughs> pop fly to center field, and then the thing all. I mean, it almost left the the border. I mean, it was. I think I don't know how long it was. It was like 450 feet to dead center. He has to be trolling at this. Point. I mean, what is he doing? He's <laughs> pointing up as if like he he's pointing up, and I'm thinking, oh god, I wonder, I wonder if it, is is it going to go to the center fielder? Is it, is the shortstop going to make the catch? Like he he's pointing up like you would on just a generic pop fly, <laughs> and this thing goes out 450 infield fly rule. Like, and this is not the first time. He's a serial. You know, pointer upper. He on is. Home runs. This is a real issue. And I can maybe it's lack that. of sleep. Maybe he is having <laughs> no sleep because he just had the baby. Then any fly ball hit, he's like, all right, that's that's routine. Make that play. Can he go back on paternity leave? Is, is Nemo probably still pointing up. Like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, now you're showing your teammates up. I, right? I can see that as a fan because emotionally, you're like, wait, no, did that just leave the park? Oh no, he pointed up. Right, it's exactly it's, what I had. I had, oh, I had. I had. It was. It was like slow motion. I had. Oh my. god. God, that's crushed to, oh, that's a pop fly <laughs> to, oh, my God, that's crushed. Just, a, oh, just absolutely. And then what makes matters worse is VR hits the what, what should have been the game-tying shot in the ninth inning. Because it should have uh, been a 2-1 game. Yeah, if he didn't come in. But no, this is this is the Mets. This is Mets baseball for you right now. All right. So I just had to bring that up because I was I was so taken aback last night. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.